On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we preview the big Week 3 Hall of Fame quarterback matchup between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and Taysom Hill and the Saints. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Especially on Will Harris as Aaron Jones breaks loose. Aaron Jones, he's headed for the end zone. And he's going to be in with a Packer touchdown. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey. So I'd like to start here. Uh, Pro Football Focus released their rankings through week two, and there are six Packers that are ranked within the top three of their position. Rogers, Alexander, and Lindsley all first ranked. Bakhtiari, Jenkins, and J.K. Scott rounding out third in each of their positions, which is even more interesting that Devontae wasn't in the top three. He's seventh. Aaron Jones is nowhere within the top 10. And a, one guy I wanted to point out who's kind of been completely underrated this year, Mason Crosby, who's hitting about 96% since that devastating game in Detroit. If we are <laughs> not being as biased, we have a legitimately 10 Packers that are in the top 10 of their position. How do we feel about that? Uh, that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I, uh, I, I knew we were playing good, but I didn't know we were playing that good compared to the rest of the league. Um, uh, yeah, it's early. Let's just hit pause. It's two weeks in. And like we talked about on the recap, the Vikings and the lions might just be trash. And I'm, I'm shocked to hear J.K. Scott up there because the Packers brought in two or three punters this week for tryouts. So why? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't... Yeah, I don't know. Well, with J.K. Is... Scott, with all, all he's had only four punts this year. All of them have been downed inside the 20. So that's what bumps his ranking up. Uh, it's just it's incredible. And one other PFF stat, leaders in red zone targets through week two. Number two in the league is tied between Aaron Jones and MVS at eight. <laughs> wow. So we put up numbers, and, and I think, Dan, you're absolutely correct. I uh, And we'll get to in a second in terms of who the Saints played and who the Packers have played. We definitely, strength of schedule-wise, not off to the strongest of start. But Yeah, I, well, let me just say, I, I think we're going to get tested. I think this is the week uh, – I don't have a good feeling about this, and I want to have a good feeling. I feel like on paper, after watching the Saints, and I know we're about to jump into it, but after watching them last week, I'm like, all right, Packers should win, but I just just can't get myself to say it out loud. So Packers-Saints on Sunday night, which I believe this is the Saints' third primetime game in a row, which is crazy. Uh, We've split the last four meetings. I remember reading somewhere that Breeze has yet to throw an interception against the Packers. He has 14 touchdown passes to zero interceptions. Uh, Saints are one and one, came out and beat 
Tampa Brady and then got roughed up a little bit in Las Vegas. Packers obviously coming in 2-0, beating up on NFC North opponents. But how do we feel about this Saints offense? The Saints offense, I was pretty underwhelmed, honestly, when watching versus the Raiders. Uh, I did not get a lot of the Tampa Bay game. I did not watch a lot of it, so I can't really speak to that. But against the Raiders, um, I, I was pretty underwhelmed. Uh, Kamara, I mean, Kamara is still Kamara. Uh, you know, he's their number one target, especially um, if Thomas is out of the game. Um, so uh, it, it's just interesting to see a Saints team that doesn't have a plethora of weapons. You know, you're just used to them having wide receivers that can do everything. You know, Traquan Smith is a very big wide receiver. You know, he's going to, he's going to get some yards and some catches. Um, but I don't think any, any one of those wide receivers uh, couldn't, our corners can't match. You know, I, I'm, I'm not really scared of their wide receiver core. But their wide receiver core includes Emmanuel Sanders. Well, yeah, but we're not talking about that. I wanted him last year, not this year. Every Packer fan favorite for the last 18 months. No, I hear you. With Michael Thomas out, uh, it's still an offense that scares me because of Breeze and Kamara, but they just lack weapons on the outside to really stretch you out. So I think their offense actually looks a lot like ours. You see a lot of bunch formations, and the guy that – he's going to be the storyline anyways, but Taysom Hill – I think his role I, – I hate that they call him a quarterback because I, I challenge them if Drew Brees got hurt to actually put Taysom Hill in for the next eight weeks. It's going to be Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill's role is like Josiah DeGuara. He's this guy that lines up in the backfield as a fullback. He'll go block as a tight end. He'll go out for passes. He's just like this little booger you got to keep an eye on. Like You just never know where he's going to be, and he's just dangerous enough. So I'm going to be intrigued with their offense of watching how we match up. And I think as a Packer defense, I wouldn't be surprised if we see less of Chris Barnes again. I I think we're going to have to be in dime so we don't stretch out like a Preston Smith trying to cover Kamara or a Taysom, Taysom Hill or whichever insert linebacker here, right? I think that matchup needs to be Will Redmond or Raven Green. Yeah. So are yeah. you saying I need to change my intro that it should be Hall of Famer Jameis Winston, not yeah. Hill? <laughs> he probably had a good PFF ranking at one point too. <laughs> hey, yeah, one point, so many yards. Uh, but yeah, you you bring up great points. But watching Drew Brees in the last game, he looked uncomfortable the whole entire game. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, let's, Oakland Raider let's... defense isn't really outstanding in my opinion. They they and he looked confused the whole game. Let's so, talk about this. Did you think he's lost a step on his throws, or did you think he lo- he looked confused? I I think one the wide receivers he was confused with the wide receivers because there's there's a lot of new wide receivers that are coming into the Saints team, mm-hmm. so I just don't think they're on the same page. But also he has lost a little zip on his ball. There were constantly underthrown balls, even the interception he threw, like it was to nobody. You know, so I think if we can get a little pressure on Breeze, I think our secondary and possibly Kirksey could have a field day picking the, picking them off and disrupting plays. I think that's a good point that you bring up. Uh, I think our secondary very much is important for this game, but everything will come down from a Saints perspective to be short ball. According to ESPN stats and info, Breeze has averaged 4.82 air yards per pass 
So he's only going within five yards on just about every throw. That's the lowest by a QB through the first two weeks in over a decade. You mean Tom Brady wasn't lower than that? (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, the secondary needs to be ready. But I I think you brought it up, Kirksey, that we thought – Kirksey was going to be a huge factor within the passing game that we thought he had hands, that he was mobile, he could get around the field. This is the game where he can 100% show his worth. So whether it's Jared Cook, whether it's Alvin, he's got to be ready. Anything happening short because, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some deep balls coming, but an overwhelming majority of them will all be screens there'll be short slants it's not going very far down the field so we have to play tight which i think especially for somebody that's like alexander the ability to play aggressive knowing there's a greater chance they're going in than out i think is huge yeah we we can match up their receivers one-on-one in man coverage and keep all eyes on 41 and 87 jared cook and they are still a great running team when Kamara's on the field. I'm actually not worried about Latavius Murray, the backup. He he looks like he's lost a step. But they got good tackles in Taron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek, the old Badger. So I'd, I wouldn't be shocked if the Packer defensive game plan is one of these, like, sit back and make the Saints beat you. I, I don't know if I see a need to rush six and try to pressure Breeze. Or just play coverage and see if he really is lacking some arm strength and he's going to start missing these throws or miscommunicating with these receivers. I, I think there's going to be opportunities, and I'm interested if we just sit back and wait for the Saints to show us we're wrong. Yeah, I think it is interesting, too. Breeze has only been sacked once this year, uh, and I think it is because it is coming out he of the gets it out a little quick. bit fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I—, I it's just a well, really I, I think you can play it a lot of different ways, whether it's pressuring him that he has to, you know, pick up the pace, whether it's dropping back and just waiting for him to mistake. It's it, this is going to be a very interesting play call from Petten on how he uses this team, uh, because we've seen in the past we've been absolutely burned by quarterbacks that just get it out quick and to tight ends. And these are the, yeah. the players that are going to be a huge factor in this game. That's why I don't want to blitz. I want to just sit there and key on 41 and 87. Mm-hmm. Dub them if you have to. We can man cover the receivers. They're they're a well-coached team, though. What has me nervous is they're coming off that loss. Like, refocus. They can't go one and two, and they know it. I'm looking for a strong game plan from them. Maybe I just put to words what my biggest fear is, is that they're coming off a loss. Well, and they just haven't looked like themselves yet, you know? So is this the game that they click, right? You know, so... Uh, I mean, they definitely haven't reached their potential or maybe they're on a downward spiral. You know, they are getting older as a team. So, uh, you know, who knows? Do you feel like Aaron Jones versus Alvin Kamara is really like watching Aaron Jones times two? Oh, yeah. Or Alvin Kamara times two. I think they're the same yeah. person. Yeah, uh, they really they play so similar, which we did have a listener let us know. Aaron Jones doesn't run shifty. He runs swifty. Yeah. So I had to drop that in there. <laughs> little Rick and Morty joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about our offense, which this is finally, I would say, the first true test of the season. Although I don't think that Saints defense is world beaters by any means. They're definitely going to be a little bit more solid across the front and the back end of the defense. How do we feel about running heavy versus passing heavy? assuming that we can somehow get Devontae Adams back on the field. 
So uh, you have to, I mean, we have to run. The The secondary of the Saints is their strongest part of them. I think they have six players that could probably start on any team. Um, so you, you have to run to make sure that the safeties respect the run um, and are leaving some space for your wide receivers to either go deep or over the middle, whatever you're trying to execute. But they are going to have trouble up the middle. I mean, you even saw with the Raiders, Josh Jacobs ran 27 times for only 88 yards. Josh Jacobs, you know, he, he's a he's a roller and a tumbler down in the middle, and he, he only got average 3.3 a, a carry. Um, so I'm a little worried about that, but our offensive line is has been playing so technically sound, as Dan has been saying throughout the year, that I, I think we can have a little bit more success, and especially on the outside. Um, there, there were a couple plays the Raiders, I think they scored on in the fourth and I, I think possibly in the second too, but they, they had a couple plays where they just tossed it out, quick toss outside and the saints couldn't get there. You know, they, they just couldn't, uh, execute it very well. So I'm interested to see what type of success we have on the outside run also. In, in their front seven, after rewatching the game, and I have heard Marcus Davenport is back in a limited fashion at practice, so maybe he'll be in the game, but uh, but I'm still not too worried about him. I feel like there's two guys in their front seven you got to worry about, and that's Cameron Jordan and Demario Davis. But the rest of them, as Packer fans, you know how many times we've watched Aaron Rodgers drop back and he is untouched, and he even looks around, scans his offensive line, he's like, oh, I'm not getting rushed. And then he like lights up a cigarette, eats a hot dog, reties his shoe, and then throws the football. I think we're going to witness that about five times. I think the Saints' pass rush is pretty bad. And specifically, when you see number 91 out there, Trey Hendrickson just got locked on the blocks so easily. And they were lining him up over the left tackle last week. So if you want to put him on Bakhtiari, fine. He's never going to make a play. Ironically, he had a sack, but let me discuss the sacks that the Saints had. Two of the three the second and the third sacks were Derek Carr holding onto the ball forever. And the third one was pressure. They blitzed the safety. And I think that's the only way the saints can create havoc for Aaron Rodgers is sending people. So if they want to do that, I trust Rodgers to dissect them. And if they, again, this is going to be my hot take of the week. Look for five Packers plays where Rodgers just has all the time in the world to throw. And I'll clarify that by over four seconds. Yeah. I mean, you saw it in the Raiders game, Derek Carr. I mean, heck Derek Carr looked like an MVP candidate that last week versus saints. I mean, he was just sitting back there and plucking them away. Yeah. Um, and he was holding it on, holding on too long. So yeah, you bring up great points. Yeah, and, and Demario Davis might be the guy to send with pressure. They send him from his linebacker position quite a bit. So I wouldn't be shocked if they try to line him up over the right side of our offensive line. I, I don't know why they'd try to go to Bakhtiari and Jenkins. So I'd look for 56 to be coming over the right side of our offensive line trying to create pressure because I don't think they're going to get it with a four-man rush. Yeah, and he's excellent at covering tight ends and running backs out of the field too. He, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he, he was covering them better than Malcolm Jenkins was last week. Yeah. Um, so that could also – create some you know disruption with aaron jones passing game um but maybe maybe open up opportunities for some other people yeah i think jace last week should have taken the baton and gone a lot further he didn't uh, and we discussed it on the pod he's getting another week to do it like waller completely destroyed this team 
uh, a week ago. And so whether it's Bobby, whether it's Jace, whether it's hopefully Degura coming back, they have the opportunity to just have some fun. And I think and I hope that LaFleur brings a few of these tricks out of the bag because if the Packers can get them spread wide with three wide receivers and all of a sudden these tight ends are coming into play and then doesn't matter who the running back is, they're a threat for both passing and rushing. That's where I think we can really take advantage of the Saints that individually, if they can focus on one thing, I think the Saints can hold their own. But there is no way that the Saints defense can go that far spread with these different formations and coming out of the backfield and all that. There's no way they're going to keep up. Uh, And so it's just a matter of can Rodgers be consistent with his timing? Can we get sure hands and not these big drops and big moments? And how healthy is this team between Degura and Adams to get on the field with these formations that we want to do? But there's parts that scare me of the Saints, but there's a lot of things where I go, if we play our game, I I just don't know how we don't do well. So there's a question. Deguara up or down? Is he playing? I would hope he plays. I would hope. I would hope. And Devontae, up or down? <laughs> Obviously, we hope they play. I, I think it's the same thing. It's the a, same thing as Michael Thomas. I think it's one of those that the fear is: Do you send somebody out there with the risk of 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 tearing something or making it worse this early in the year? And I don't think it helps knowing the amount of absolute insanity when it came to injuries last week. That I think you're going to see a lot of teams be very, very cautious for the next two or three weeks because of what's all happened in the league. Mm-hmm. I still feel like they're resting Devontae because he doesn't need to practice. It's the the veteran's credit. But I would guess Devontae's in and Josiah's not, so I'm opposite of you on that one. But that'd be big. Even if he's 90%, like you said, as long as he doesn't pop a hamstring, just to be a decoy and take Marshawn Lattimore's attention, mm-hmm. right, and then you know let the other guys have some better matchups, it changes a lot, obviously, when he's in. And, and I'd love to see Josiah continue to grow in the offense. So hopefully they're back. If we're one out of two, I think we still got enough firepower. So let's talk about it. What are we feeling for this week three score predictions, and who is your MVP? I have a feeling I should go last. I, I, I don't know, though. I mean, <laughs> how Debbie I, Downer are you guys going to be here? I didn't know if you wanted me to go first because I was going to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah, you, go on. Go on, Finn. You started off. <laughs> Let me clarify this. We should win. The Packers should win. I just don't have a good feeling about it. I don't know if it's like just the Saints of yesteryear or them coming off the loss. I I just expect Breeze to put up a better performance than what he did. We should win. But my prediction, I just have this gut feeling that it's time to pay the piper. And I'll just say Saints 27, Packers 24. I honestly, I don't even have a storyline of how that comes through. The offense has been looking so good. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not intimidated by much on the Saints defense, but it just feels like one of those weeks that you look back and you're like, how, how do we let that one slip through our hands? So I'll say that. And then, I don't know, you, you got to declare an MVP on a losing team. Um, let's just say it's Aaron Jones again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally I totally get the vibe, especially since the Saints lost in the fashion that they lost against the Raiders. Um, 
But I, I think they're overrated in a, a bit this year, especially without Michael Thomas. They are a completely different team without him. Um, he is Devontae Adams to them. You know, he catches everything. He's always open. Um, so as a declining quarterback in Drew Brees, when you don't have that guy, it's a lot harder for you. So, um, and like Dan was saying, the past few weeks, he just doesn't look right. You know, I don't know if it's the new wide receivers or if it's actually his play just, to, you know, just getting old. Um, but I, I feel confident, even though I have the same gut feeling as you, I feel <laughs> confident. Um, and I want our defense to stay aggressive. I want them to attack. I don't want them to let off. Um, uh, not not blitzing. I just want them to be aggressive in the secondary uh, with coverage and aggressive with just regular rushing. You know, like Dan said, they, there's no reason to really blitz against these guys. Um, so with that said, I think it's going to be another high scoring affair with the pack on top 34 to 30. Um, and with that, the MVP, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go off in this game. Um, I think he's going to have 400 plus four touchdowns. Um, like Dan said, they like to blitz on pass downs. (laughs) And if they do that against Rogers and MVS, I mean, they could have a field day. So, uh, there, there we go. That's my, uh, that's my Homer pick right there. 404. You heard it here first. (sighs) So I think a month ago I would give it into the saints. And then as time goes by, it turned into maybe we sneak out a win to last week being like, we, we got it. Um, there's not a stat that the Packers don't lead the Saints in. They have better QB numbers, better running back numbers, better receiver numbers, better defense. I, I am going to make this pick purely on New Orleans mojo, not the team, but the city. The Saints are 10 and 0 on Sunday night football. This man loves New Orleans. <laughs> they they always play better at home than they do on the road. I just fear that the Packers should absolutely win this. But I get this vibe that it's going to be like the Chargers game where even like in the second quarter you're looking at the TV being like what what's happening? Like what is why are we doing this? Um, and maybe it's just a bad Aaron throw, uh, a deflection that turns into an interception, like just weird stuff that mounts up to the point where the game ends and you're like, wait a second, how is it over already? Uh, so I'm going to put the L in Louisiana and say Saints 33, Packers 27. But I will say there is a highlight moment when Savage, who's been getting dogged on, gets a deflected interception. So he is my MVP for for at least making a play in the secondary that we've had questions for. I ah, damn I it, I hope damn I it. Here's the thing: <laughs> if if Brian and I are wrong and we record the next podcast at three and zero, do we have to go back to our season predictions and redo some of those record guesses? Uh, you guys might have to. I mean. I'm I'm, I'm still confident in mine. (laughs) 11 and five. I was at 10 and six, but I, I vividly recall I had us at two and two before the buy. I I did have us at 50%, I think before the buy too. So yeah, I think this is a huge game. This is a huge game for this team because uh, this just has trap game run all over it. And it's a big Mm -hmm. road game, even without the crowd. Uh, and, And this is just, 
it will be deja vu of last year if they can pull this off because now you look at the schedule and you go, hmm, all right, we had a big, big road game against Minnesota and a big road game against New Orleans, and it doesn't get any easier in the, the near term, but man, it would it would just be monstrous for this team to pull it off. Um, yeah, and, and in the season long, you know, look at the schedule. Some of these games that you looked at, like the 49ers and the Texans, they don't look so good anymore, whether it's injuries or they just don't look good on the field. All of a sudden, you're looking at these games like, well, maybe we could get a win there. But hopefully we have this problem and we can talk about after going 3-0, and what's our new record prediction? Yeah, I just can't believe we're even questioning a team that's about to go 16-0. and But, you know, <laughs> <I, we're laughs> how dare we? <laughs> but that will do it for this episode. We hope Sunday night goes well. And we'll catch you again at the beginning of next week with our full game review. Until then, thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go! Oh, 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 o